And I'll be perfectly honest with you tonight. I've wrestled today. I've wrestled today. Because to be honest with you, I think we're all a little tired. We're all a little tired. And what we're trying to do right now is we're trying to say, I'm going to get me some rest. And what I'll tell you right now, what I'm telling you right now is what I, I truly feel. And I don't say this often. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. You're trying to produce your rest, but the Lord is saying, I want to give you rest. I want to give you rest. I want to give you what you need. I want to give you the things you're longing for. And the only way I can really get connected, I believe, to the things of God in a deeper way. Sometimes, and I don't want this to sound wrong, please don't misunderstand me. If you misunderstand me, you're the wrong one and I'm not. I'll tell you that right now. But sometimes you've got to get up off your knees after you've been on your knees. And you've got to go love somebody. I'm not saying don't pray. I'm saying when you get up, you go find somebody. I'm just taking a moment here right now. I just feel this. But when Jesus went up on the Mount of Transfiguration, they said, Lord, this is good for us. They said, this is good for us to be here. They started seeing people come back from the past and walk about. And they said, we could build a tabernacle. We could have three tabernacles and we could stay right here. We could live right here. This would be good. I used to think that when I left camp. When I left Camp Lena, I would think, man, we could just live right here. And all the people that drive by would think well, that's really a commune. But we could live right here. We could, we could get a restaurant and we could have all the stuff and we could live right here. And guess what? The tabernacle, there's nothing like on that campground when you're walking a little bit late, but you hear that music going, you hear clapping, you hear preaching, and you walk into that place and it's just full of godly people worshiping the Lord. There's nothing like it. And there's times that I want that. There's times that I long for that. Why? Because it seems like problems are far away from us when we're with God's people in the miraculous. But the Lord, that when they said it's good for us to be here, the Bible says that there was a, a, a light that shone. There was a moment where all of a sudden they were blinded and they couldn't see it. And when, the, when they began to see again, there was nothing else there except for Jesus. They looked around. And what he was saying is you're looking for signs in the wrong places. When you're with me, that's all you need. But when you start trying to get a hold of things you've held on to and you've latched on to over the years and all these things, you're missing it now. You're thinking it's something that's not supposed to be. And the next thing the Bible says when they looked up and saw no one save Jesus only. It says, and as they came off the mountain. In other words, the Lord said, I can't let you think that it's all about what you feel and all about what you've experienced. The reality is, if you climb to the peak of most mountains, the air is thin. You can't breathe that well. There's no vegetation. There's no life up there. It's simply a place you go and get a hold of what you can. But every year as the seasons change, here's the good news, is the season changes and in the valleys, they'll have that snow cap 
begin to melt. And that snow cap will now melt down. And all the water that was stored up on top of the mountain will make its way down deep into the valley. And it'll begin to feed the things that are in the real life, the places where real life is. And it feeds. And the most lush vegetation is right there in the valley where people live, where people can breathe, where people operate. I'm talking about the valley where heartaches come, the valley where tears flow, the valley where there's loss and there's all kinds of questions, Sean, the valley, the valley when it seems like you never get out of the valley. What I'm telling you is when you come on Sunday, get a hold of what you can get. But when you go back in the valley on Tuesday, take what you got and walk in the valley and say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. It's going to work out. Here's the key. Bible says, I believe it's probably verse, or ch- or, yeah, verse 13 or 14. I'm not sure exactly. I wasn't planning on doing this tonight. But it says that as they came down off the mountain, Brother Moss, they left the supernatural. They left the campground. As they came off the mountain, came down from the mountain. Bible says there was a multitude. There was a crowd of people. Notice what Jesus did. He took them tra- straight from church to people. Because if you ain't loving people, then your church ain't doing no good. I should be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. The Lord spent more time with people. I'll just leave it there. I know we've had quite, quite a 12 months of change. And I'm not knocking anything or anybody, and I'm not trying to get, I'm just having a little talk with us tonight and tell you right now, I appreciate my father more than he ever know. And I'm, I'm, I'm strong-headed, and I'm a, for lack of better words, a word that I'll never say in the pulpit again, I'm a jerk sometimes. But I'll tell you this real fast. He is 100% behind. I get calls from people all the time. And them telling me your dad is telling me about all that's happening in Arkadelphia. I can sense a little resistance in this right now because you're not sure if you believe me or not. He'll tell you here himself, okay? He'll let you know. So just pausing just for a moment because I want to let you get it out of your mind for a moment. Things are happening right now. Go straight to a multitude of people. And there was one need. He said, can you please speak to my son? He's got a spirit on him. The Lord went straight from the supernatural and dealt with people that had spirits. There's oftentimes baggage that comes with CR. There's baggage that comes with feeding the kids on Wednesday night. There's baggage that comes with all the efforts we're putting into it. There's a lot that's happening a lot. He said he oftentimes falls in the fire and, and all the above. The, the thing I want you to get right now is the Lord told them, not with his words, but by his actions. You really think this is what it's all about? You've been with, with me this long and you think we're going to abandon people? We're going to have church up here by ourselves and just enjoy it all for ourselves? No. What he told them, and I know I've preached this probably 
not long ago. I feel it in my spirit. I want to remind us that Jesus himself said, the moment you begin to think that I'm going to go get you with the people, what I'll tell you right now is if you've not shaken hands, given fives, given knuckles, whatever you got to do with one of these kids yet, if you've not learned their name, I'll challenge you right now. You learn their name. You find out who they are. You be kind to them and you find out that through that shell that they've had built up in their lives, that there's kindness and love that wants to be given back. And they want to hold on to you. They want to love you. They feel it when they walk in the doors. They feel it when they come in here. They feel the love, the compassion. They feel the joy. They feel it all. But we've got to meet them where they are. And the Lord said no. He didn't yell down and say, hey, multitude, get up here. It's where it's at. No, he said, we're going to leave all that behind. And we're going to walk right down to where they are. And we're going to minister to the people, to the multitude. And we're going to love the people. So what I want to tell you right now, though, is I believe that you can keep on playing. Just, just I'm, I'm going to just take another few minutes. But I believe that the, 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 the weariness that we might be feeling is, 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 is designed by God to give us the rest that we've been needing to feel. I really do. I believe it. I believe it. took a quick trip yesterday to Northwest Arkansas. I had to go pick up a package while I was there that my daughter, she had a, a, a package that was delivered to our old home. And I reached out to a neighbor and I said, hey, is there any way you can see if it's something you can pick up? And, and Tara and I got the text back and our good neighbor, a lady that we were working on, that we still stay in touch with. We were working so much on her. She I'll tell you quickly, she was a neighbor four houses down. Her name was Anya. And she began to ask us questions. She began to come around the house. And they went through a trial. Her husband left her in the middle of, of her raising her two boys about four years ago. And then her husband fell into alcohol. And then we got a call one night. And her husband, Micah, went into the hospital. Her ex-husband at that point went to the hospital. And she said, please pray. Mike is in the hospital. And this is very tough on the boys. The next morning, she calls us. She sees you crying. She said, Micah's gone. He had, he had dealt with such, such addiction. So during that time, we just really, really began to reach out more and more to Anya. And she stayed in touch. She follows us all, by the way. She sees y'all's faces a lot. She's eager to see how the things are going here. But I reached out to her. I'm sidetracked. But I reached out and said, can you please see if I can get that sweatshirt? Um, that, that Eva ordered and I, I went up there and was able to stop and meet this man that I that, that's a wonderful man that she's married and I got the sweatshirt but when I pulled into the neighborhood I pulled into the neighborhood my mom and dad will be able to picture this as well but I pulled into our little neighborhood where we used to ride our bikes down to the park and I, I, it's amazing how your mind will play tricks on you it's amazing how those things happen you'll have moments where you reflect back reflect back on things and I was driving my little truck up there and I could immediately see Indy and Rutley in front of me and Eva and I would in my mind I was playing with my, my emotions really and I said Indy get over to the side I was thinking about it watch out for cars and you know I, you know how we do like we want to give them freedom but we're like you can have freedom but y'all stay all the way over to the side as close as you can and what a mistake I've made this is a main road you know 
could see it all. And I pulled in down to our little area where our home was. And I could see my kids on the sidewalk and me going by the road. And they would always take a shortcut. And they never, never, ever, ever lost. It's because I'd pull around and I'd stop my bike for a minute. And I'd sit there and count to five. And they were always like, we beat you. And I'd be like, oh, man, you know how it goes, right? You get it. All these emotions were flooding in. Everything was flooding in. Everything was hitting me really, really hard. I said, Anya, I said, I think I'm not going to go that way because my old house is right there. And she said, you don't have to. And I said, I'm going to turn around. I backed out and went the other way. On the way home, after a little bit there, and I had to hurry back home. I began to think about it. To be honest with you, I was praying in the truck. I'm driving. Tara's the only one that knows this right now, but I'm driving. I'm praying. My eyes were open, by the way. I pray with my eyes open when I'm driving. I recommend that. (laughs) I'm going 60 miles per hour. Truck doesn't really do much more than that at times. All of a sudden, a flatbed truck pulls out tries to get around a Tyson truck in a hurry and when I tell you it cut me off I had a moment where I had to make a quick decision I hit my brakes and I started to get over this other truck was flying beside me and I about got sandwiched between two, two trucks I was that close from that truck taking me out of the road and I looked around and I realized this truck doesn't have airbags how quickly life could change it stirred me up Then I began to pray about that. Then I found myself in these feelings, to be honest with you, and I realized I'm tired. But not just that, but this has been a this has been a lot. There's been a lot that's happened. Is this okay tonight? There's been a lot that's happened. There's been a lot that's been going on. There's been a lot of things. There's been a lot of feelings. There's been a lot of conversations. There's been a lot of not not conversation. There's been a lot. There's been a lot. And I began to think about. Sometimes we don't realize how when we deal with some of these things that these things stack on us. And we don't know why we feel the weights we feel. We don't know why when we lift our hands, why we can't really just get there. But we try, we try, and we try. And the reality is, is there are things that you've been dealing with and things I've been dealing with that you don't know why you feel what you feel, but you feel something. You struggle with it a little bit. There's something. You can't put your finger on it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, you can't, you can't, you can't get there, but you know it's there. You can't, you, you'll say, I know I'm fine. Well, what's wrong? I, I don't know. It's that feeling. It's, and to be honest, be honest with you, it's probably a little bit of this. It's, it's called anxiety. And I used to not believe anxiety was real. I thought anxiety was something only possessed by weak people. Until I shut down one day at an event for work and Tara was there and your brother was there, Tara Whittingham as well. I shut down and the EMTs came. They ripped my shirt open and began to put things. And the doctor looked at Tara, my wife, and said, I'll tell you what's happened. She began to tell him about what I was doing. We're planting a church. She's working 80 hours a week. I was at the time. I was working 80 hours a week, putting everything I could. She said, to be honest with you, it's been tight. We've got a lot going on. They said, I'll tell you what's happening. His body is shutting down from anxiety and stress. I never believed in it. I thought it was only for you weak people. I never would have anxiety. But all of a sudden, it all came crashing down. And I realized I had to learn a lesson. I had to learn a lesson that night. And I'm trying to still learn today. 
that sometimes we carry things. We walk in with things over and over. And it's not what God intends for us to do. I'm talking about whatever you've been facing, whatever you've been going through. The reality is our kids right now, oftentimes spending time in an innocent world on YouTube, and we leave them on attended and all of a sudden a commercial comes up and it leads them down a road and you say well they didn't mean to see it but now the reality is is they feel it and they saw it and now it's in their heart in their mind and guess what they carry anxieties from those things I remember after I went through what I went through I began to just kind of I was in a honestly a season of praying and kind of recalibration and trying to figure out some things and I might be there again myself right now just trying to figure it out, say, God, what, what, I need you to lead me, I need you to help me. And I realized as I began to read in Psalms, David probably faced a lot of this because David was a man after God's own heart, so he had the desire, here's the thing, he had the desire to love people like nobody else. Just love people. That's why he felt such, such strife at times. Because it wasn't that he was it wasn't that he was bitter, it was that he was hurt. He was feeling the, the weight of people's hurts, the weight of, and the pain of people. David at times would have come home and, and, and been so exhausted because of what he went through and what he faced. But more than that, it would carry the, what others were going through. And I understand so much, to be honest with you, what, what that feels like and how real it is. David looked over at his life and he saw... His moment with Bathsheba, he saw the moment of taking over the, taking the, 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 the trip into the house with the horn of oil. He saw, he looked all over all the things he had done and all he had faced and all he had gone through. He looked at all these things. And I believe that he looks at all of that in this moment and he goes to a place to, to, to reveal something to you and I in Psalm 1, um, 139, 23, and 24. He, David, he brings it all to this one place where he says this. He says, I, I believe, I've prayed about everything I could pray about that I knew was wrong because that's what I do and that's what probably you and I should do. I oftentimes repent and I say, God, I'm sorry for how I acted. I'm sorry for what I said. I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry that I got mad that they didn't give me ketchup in my bag when I ran the food home and I had to go back out. I'm sorry, Lord. I, can, I oftentimes know how to pray about the things I know how to pray about. I think David probably said, Lord, I know how to pray about these things, but, but I've realized something very critical and very important in my life, that I cannot forsake giving you access to the things I don't know how to pray about. And what I strongly feel right now is there are people in this room that you don't really know how to pray about what it is because you can't really call it out. You don't know how to put your finger on it. You don't know how to say this is it. You don't know how to tell somebody. You don't know how to, you don't know how to relieve yourself from the anxieties you feel. But David, David figured something out because he says this in 139, in verse 23 and 24. He says, when I don't know what else to do, here's what I'll do. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Try me. And know my anxieties. What he's simply saying is, I've prayed about everything I can pray, but I don't know what that loss and what that pain 
and what the confusion and what that conflict, I don't know what it did to me, so I don't really know how to even pray about it. I don't know why I feel like I feel, but I feel like I feel. So he said simply this, God, I don't know what else to do. I prayed about everything I can pray about. But now I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you to take a walk through my heart. I want you to take a walk and look through my life. I want you to go deep into the crevices of who I am. And I want you to know what it is that affects me and what it is that brings anxiety and what it is that I've carried. I want you to see it. I want you to have full, full access. God, I'm holding nothing back. I'm not closing anything off. I'm not turning away from you. I'm not asking you to stay away from there. I'm not going to give you just the front room type access. I want you to go to every place in my heart and who I am. And I want you to review it. I want you to see it. I want you to know. I want you to deal with what happened to me 40 years ago or, or 40 days ago. Whatever it is, God, I needed to go unnoticed. No more. So he says, search me, oh God, know my heart, try me, know my anxieties. And he goes to the next place and he says, and see if there's any wicked way in me. Anything that's not right, anything that's wrong, anything that's not good. He said, if you can find it, I want you to deal with it. And then he goes on finally in the last line. He says, and lead me in the way everlasting. What I'm simply challenging us tonight, and I've wrestled so hard today. I've wrestled and wrestled and wrestled. But I truly, truly felt when I walked in here today, and as we begin to sing, that people are tired. And I'm, I'm, I'm coming here tonight to tell you to not get weary in well-doing. Don't get weary in well-doing. Don't get weary in well-doing. But rather, if you feel tired, you feel weary, you feel a little bit of anxiety, it's okay. You're not weak if you say that. You're just human. What I wish you'd do right now, just for a moment, you can stay seated. But I wish you would take a moment and simply say this with me. Just simply pray this prayer in your words, or you can say these exact words, but simply this. Search me, oh God. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. This is a prayer that you and I should learn to pray often. Say, search me, oh God. Search me, oh God. I want you to know my heart. I want you to know my temptations. I want you to know my downfall. I want you to know my struggles. I want you to know my, 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 my ego. I want you to know all the things. I know you know them, but I want you to go and see them. I want you to be aware. I want you to know what I thought. I want you to know what I said. I want you to know all the things, but beyond that, I want so badly, God, for you to see what it did to me. And if I can't put a word on it and I can't identify it, then Lord, I'm asking you to go and search it out. Find it. Find it like an old tool in the garage that I placed away somewhere. Find it like something deep in the back seat of the car that I cannot find for the life of me. I want you to go and dig deep. Pull the veil back. Push things away, God. All the facade that I've learned to live with, I want you to go and find it. And I want you to see if there's any wicked in me from that, if there's any bitterness in me from that, God, if there's any wrong from me that's, that's being produced from that, God, if I felt like you didn't show up on time and I'm holding it against you, if I felt like somebody wasn't there for me and I'm holding it against them, God, I pray that you search 
it out. And after you deal with it, God, I want you to lead me in the way everlasting, Lord, because I can't afford for my anxieties and for my struggles and for my pains and for my questions to keep me from what you desire for me to have. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You can stand or you can be seated, whatever you feel to do. But I'm going to ask you right now to take a moment and reach out to the Lord. And I'm going to challenge you right now to pray this prayer with me. Take a moment with Him and say, God, search my heart. Search my heart. Know me, God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, would you talk to Him right now?